Welcome to the State News Sports Podcast. Stephen Ochanski here bringing you along on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm alongside, as always, my good friend, Casey Harrison. Back from maternity leave. <laughs> Back from maternity leave. It was, it was a long nine months. Um, it's, a, it's a healthy baby, but it came on a disappointing day. I was, I was rooting for the Patriots um, to lose that game. But, of course, Steven, Steven's having trouble controlling himself right now. Um, welcome along, everybody. This is another episode of the State News Sports Podcast. I not, you threw me for a curveball. There's not much you can say that surprises me, but I didn't think you'd come away with that. <laughs> I'm, I, I like to keep you on your toes, Steven. Oh, boy. If there's anything you've learned about this friendship over the last two years, I think that's got to be the thing that you uh, take away from that's, this. That's very true. I will write this into your eulogy if I make it longer than you. Yes, <laughs> which you probably will because I make terrible life decisions. Oh boy! Oh, um, and Welcome and look at you—you're the, you. the spitting image of podcast. hell. Oh, thank you. Appreciate yes. That. Um, so where do you want to go with this show? I guess. Uh, well, <laughs> in case you didn't know, there was a football game yesterday. Two um, days ago. Two days ago. Yeah, I forgot. We always record this um, one day ahead of time, but. In our in our minds, it's one day. I don't know. But for the audience, it's two days. But yeah, uh, what I mean, there there were just so many things to take away from that, from that game. game. Oh my god! Um, I don't know whether or not to pin it more on Atlanta just absolutely melting down, or is New England just that good? Because in order to come away with a win, if you're New England, you had to execute everything flawlessly in the second half. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, there was nothing that could have gone wrong, especially in that fourth quarter. And they did it with probably the grace of God. And, I, I mean, that Julian Edelman catch, that's probably one of the most historic catches in Super Bowl history. Mm-hmm. And it's the most improbable comeback in Super Bowl history. I mean, yeah. there's, there's never been a comeback more than, like, 10 points. Right, and there had never been more than – there had never been an overtime game. And yeah, you, I, forced, you forced something that never happened. And they did it all on the shoulders of Tom Brady. I, I think that – like, we said it a couple of weeks before – that this game, would, if he won it, would solidify him as the greatest of all time, and I don't think there's any room for argument. Oh no, I don't. I don't think there is. You you look up and down the list of quarterbacks. Brett Favre can piss off, quite frankly. Um, Peyton <laughs> Terry Manning, Bradshaw, Joe Montana. Peyton Manning's <laughs> a choke artist in the playoffs. Oh boy, his brother Eli has only won a handful of games. I and, remember Eli's won two Super Bowls against the Patriots. Yes. The uh, <laughs> so if he's a if if the Patriots are the goat and if Tom Brady's the goat. Then does that mean that Eli Manning's the goat herder? Right there it is. <laughs> no, all, all joking aside, um, Tom Brady. I mean, I mean just, good. For, this is a story. I mean, going into college before he went to U of M, he was he wasn't even a ranked recruit. Mm-hmm. Barely made the team, mm-hmm. and then of course, I mean, he he was barely a starter. Right. Um, so he went twenty and five in his time starting, but uh, Lloyd Carr didn't even really want to play him half yeah. the time. And, and, I mean, the people of Michigan didn't really like him. Right. Um, well, they do now. <laughs> oh, of course they do now, now that he's... Remember, he, you know, it wasn't Belichick. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the Patriots organization or, you know... It was or, Michigan that made that right. man. Right, yeah. He was, he was just phenomenal and born to be so because he went to Michigan. Just, just remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, he, he enters the NFL as a six-round draft pick. Yeah. And, and, then, and then in his fifth Super Bowl to win the most Super Bowls out of any quarterback ever... Was forty three of sixty two, four hundred and sixty six yards. It's an they had an average what about seven and a half yards per pass. I mean, two touchdowns, that one interception, that went all the way back, and I mean, but four hundred 
and 66 yards passing. Like, at nearly 500 yards in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. Think about that. That's, a, that's amazing. And, I mean, Matt Ryan even had a great game, too. I and feel awful for Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan, oh, man, that's that's got to be such a kick in the jingleberries. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I mean, for that guy to go out, be up twenty-eight to three. I mean, I I didn't think there was a single chance in the world New England comes back no. from that game. No, and to I mean, the absolute execution that it took for New England, and I think that's what makes New England such a good team, and that's that was the difference maker because mm-hmm. New England had been there before <laughs> under the leadership of Belichick, mm-hmm. under the leadership, leadership of Brady. Of Brady. And Matt Ryan, he'd never been to a Super Bowl. I think they did it without Dan Quinn, only his second year as head coach. Mm -hmm. The team hadn't been there in the last 15 years. And so I I just think it all came together. And the team that was was, um, supposed to win, I I don't want to say supposed to, but the team that was favored to to win, eventually won the game. Right. And uh, it's just, it's a remarkable story because even to convert on those two two two-point conversions... Mm -hmm. Was so you didn't think that was it was even possible of <laughs> I happening. Think it would have <laughs> I mean, if you told me that your team was down by essentially four scores, I, I know they were only down nineteen, and you had to do the two two point conversions, and I count that as like two different scores. That's it, that's so hard to do. Was it two two point conversions? That yeah, was only one. No, they had to do two two point conversions. That's right. I and just yeah. Uh, everything about it. And they did it without everything Gronkowski. It. They yeah. did it with his best target. And that almost to me, I, I don't want to be that guy, but it almost says it to me that Gronkowski is kind of expendable. But And so whether <laughs> or not move him in the off season, Atlanta's but. defense, or whether or not Atlanta choked, mm-hmm. I mean, you could just tell by the end of the game. When when the game went into overtime and they had to do the coin flip and New England won, you yeah, could have turned the game you, off you, right there. You knew it. I, when you give up that many points in the fourth quarter... There's no way you're gonna win it. Oh, overtime. that that team was absolutely gassed too. I mean, oh, the, how many? Dude, the it was one like that. Was that they they hadn't had, been on the field since like seven twenty seven p.m. and it was eight something when mm-hmm. they showed that. And uh, it, I forgot how many plays exactly from scrimmage, mm-hmm. but New England had like forty some more plays. Right. Then Atlanta. I mean, that defense was just on, on the field. field all night. And it, it, it stuck me and with then the, the game. Offense, I didn't say it. When but they couldn't it, get it moving, when you can't, your offense can't bail out your defense, that's what Michigan State football ran into a lot of problems with there was because they were on the field. Their defense was on the field half the time. That when your offense can't move the ball, you're not saving your defense any t- sort of time. That's, the, that's what happens with, like, spread offenses. When you play, like, a spread team, when your defense is on the field all the time, and you, you're not going anywhere. Or you're not going to be able to win that game. But, uh... How interesting is this? New England scores 31 unanswered points. Keep in mind those numbers. 3-1. Oh, no. Cleveland Indians blow a 3-1 lead in the World Series. <laughs> Golden State blows a 3-1 lead Good. in the NBA Finals. I mean, it just seems like there's something about that number, that combination. <laughs> uh. And... I mean, you were checking Twitter. My, my cousin, Matt, yeah. him and I go back and forth. You know Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he asked me what was more special, the, the Cubs winning the World Series or this comeback. And I, I guess we can talk about that a little bit after the break. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's a no-brainer. Right. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about this game? Well, I, I want to say I, I don't think necessarily it was a choke or a take. 
You know what I mean? I don't think the I, I think don't think was... the Patriots took it, and I don't. I think they took what was given to them in a sense. I don't think the Falcons choked it away because in order to they I don't because to me, New England just was a good enough, and if you let a team back into the game, they're going to take it from you. I mean, I that's mean, why they're in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if it was a choke per se because there's a there's a little bit of a mix in between. You know what I mean? But if you blow a 31, <laughs> you give up 31 unanswered points, it kind of is a choke. I, I struggle with defining things as a choke because you have to play the game to understand or you have to play, you know, you have to be in those situations to understand that you, you're also just getting beat necessarily by a team that took a while to wake up. They're the better team. Yeah. Patriots were the better team. And they were all year. They were in that game at the end of it. And I don't think necessarily that, you know, having been an athlete that you necessarily choke away a game, you kind of just, you let it, you, you rest on your laurels and then you kind of like cough it up in a I, sense. You kind of like, oh, kinda, sh- you, you don't wake up in time to realize that you're about to lose. I kind of see it as like you have a handful of sand and it's just falling in between your fingers. Right. Like and you, and it, the, it's just a, crumbling a, right before your eyes. And there's a stopwatch, and you're trying to keep all that sand in there before the clock runs out, but you, as soon as the clock's still going, and you still got time left in there, your sand's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's and then you try to, to scoop it back up, but you got a strainer in your hand, so yeah. you're just doing nothing. nothing. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And I, like I said, it all goes back to that experience, being in the postseason, being in a Super Bowl, and I think that was the difference maker. Um I think in order to, to call it either A, a choke job, or B, a comeback, they're not mutually exclusive events. They can both happen at the same time. And that's not taking away from anything Tom Brady did or anything that the, the Patriots as a whole did as a team. Because you look at Bill Belichick, and the he, he was just taking notes furiously. I mean, it was like me in one of my classes trying to jot down. <laughs> you don't take notes in classes, buddy. I do sometimes. You don't go to class. I, I have perfect attendance this semester, oh. except for that one tardy, and I don't. Um, that yeah. wasn't even a tardy. We have, we have a beef with that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I walked in at 8 o'clock for my 8 o'clock class. Didn't even get to my name on the attendance sheet yet, but uh, somehow I was tardy. But that's that's something I deal with in my personal life. <laughs> uh, try not to bring that up here. Right. But uh, what were we talking about before this? I kind of lost my train of thought. Bill Belichick and his note tape. Yeah, he, he was just hammering away at that and that's what a good coach does i mean he he doesn't make his adjustments for halftime or for the second half at Uh halftime he starts doing it before then Mm -hmm. he makes his observations and that's what makes him probably the best best head coach coach of all time i mean he's 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 been to 20 percent of all super bowls he's won six of the 10 i mean (laughs) that's insane yeah that's a 60 percent success rate in the super bowl yeah (laughs) That's nuts, man. Think about that. Um, I, yeah. I mean, we're what? What are we talking about after we come back? Uh, what What is a more valuable win in in, in sports? Is it is it coming back from a three one deficit? Is it is it coming back down thirty or down what twenty five points? Hmm. Um, and what circumstance? What what it's harder to do in which sport? And uh, yeah, we'll get into that after the break. Welcome back to the State News Sports Podcast. Promise I won't laugh this time. Maybe listen to Casey lead in the show. <laughs> um, you know, 
we teased it before the break. What is more valuable in terms of, uh, I guess, in the feeling of a championship? Is it coming back from a three to one series deficit and you know winning the series three straight games, or is it coming back from twenty five points in a quarter and three plus minutes? I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I can in a sense because my Chicago Cubs came back from a 3-1 to deficit against the Cleveland Indians, and it was probably the happiest moment for me as a sports fan in probably my whole life. Um, and I guess in a sense I would be biased to say that three to one, a 3-1 to one series lead is you have three chances to win one game while the other team cannot lose. All the pressure, in a sense... You might think the pressure is on the team that cannot lose, but in essence, it's on the team that has the lead, as you saw last night. It's we just can't screw up for the next X amount of time. And in baseball, there's no clock, so it's you've got to, you can't screw up within the next 27 outs, you know, in a sense. But in, in football, it's we have 17 minutes to get this done, and you just got to take it minute by minute, watch the clock drain, and then you're watching as that clock is draining your hopes of winning at the same time. To me, you have three games to win a series, and you just need to win one of them. And if you don't do it, it's kind of a choke job. That means you have three, chan- you have three chances to win one game, whereas in this football game, you literally have, what, in a sense, 17 minutes to do so? Essentially, yeah. I, it's almost like, but you have multiple chances to win, so you have a fallback plan in case you blow one game. And to me, that, that might be more of a crime... To not, because there's there've been comebacks in late in games, it, maybe not as big as a, as a championship game, but there have been comebacks late in games, all the time in a lot of sports. Think about it. Like you can come back from, um, I mean the Red Wings have done it plenty of times. Down two goals in the third period, went score three and win the game. Or, um, you know, MSU football has done it and they've trailed oh, most know. of the game and scored without the last second. On what they've won game, Michigan State won two games in 2015. They're the one the Big Ten title without ever leading a second in the game technically. The three, I mean, I don't think, did they ever lead against Iowa? Well, they well they scored the touchdown with about a minute to go. Oh. LJ Scott did. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, I, yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Because right. the, the stat that I read is they've won three games without, for leading for a total of like a minute 30. A minute 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like that, in a sense, comebacks happen like that all the time, I guess, in a sense. I mean, not maybe, definitely not as big as a stage as the Super Bowl. But to me, I guess the creator crime is you you literally only have to win one of the next three games and you don't win it, that to me is a bigger choke job than 25 points in 17 minutes. So my whole spiel on it is I'm going to throw the NBA Finals out of it Hmm. because the league itself is set up in a way that there are dynasties. Hmm. And that's that's the biggest thing that I don't like about the NBA. Um, We can talk about that some other time. Um, But that's... For for the Warriors to blow a three one lead, or or the Cavs losing in the twenty fifteen finals, that's that's kind of like I, I'm not I'm not gonna say the term whatever, but like you you get what I'm saying that yeah. it's it's a lot easier to return to an NBA finals if if you're one of those teams than it is to go to the Super Bowl in in my opinion right. or go to the World Series right. Or I mean, we can even throw the Stanley Cup in this. It's it's very hard to to go to those championship events as compared to the NBA Finals if if you're a top tier mm. team. Right. And I think baseball is the toughest to do it in 
because there are so many times where you come in as the best team in the league, mm-hmm. but because your your league didn't win the All Star game, yeah. and it <laughs> almost happened again this year, <laughs> that you don't have home field advantage, and then the series eventually goes to the other team. Right, and you've seen it time and time again, um, and, and it's so hard to get to the World Series. I mean, it's 162 games of just playing absolutely consistently. Right. Because you can't – I mean, in the playoffs, it's all about getting hot at the right time. Right. And that's – I mean, with, with football, you just need a relatively good team. And you have a superstar. You have a rock star quarterback in Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You have a good offensive line. You have – a. I would say a good, almost great defense, mm-hmm. and then the rest takes care of itself. Right. And, I mean, th- I think the product that the league puts out isn't that entertaining. I don't think there's too much competition that, that really can compete. I thought the uh, college football national title game was way more entertaining than the Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. Even, even with that comeback. I thought, like, just like watching that comeback, I guess, in a sense, just kind of was like boring yeah <laughs> i don't want to be that guy because it, i mean any comeback that big is exciting but i mean it was good to watch with a like a but like there's just so much more party. like excitement in like watching clemson and alabama go down to the wire yeah than it was watching new england and atlanta go or like nothing. even okay we can throw college because just mix. college game is just so much faster and it's got more like pent-up excitement put the into college it. football game is, is so much harder to make the the college football playoff I would think than to get to a Super Bowl, they're they're both very hard to do. Right, because you practically have to go undefeated. But unless your name is Alabama, Alabama is is New England in this situation. Right, and, and saying that like it's easy for them to go back, but for any Joe Schmo team, mm. it's, it's almost impossible. Like mm. Michigan State, they might not get there. They might not maybe be. ever. <laughs> I mean, again. I don't I don't want to say again. that they're they're ever, never going to be there ever again. again. But. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so hard to make it to the Final Four, right. and I think the Big Ten has kind of hurt itself um, in, in getting embarrassed in the semifinals two two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 going to the World Series, like the Tigers, they had their shot. They weren't able to thread the needle. And you you look at the Cubs. If the Cubs didn't win it this year, <laughs> I don't know if they they would ever do it again because right? <laughs> this was the core of guys that that had the the well, whoever was best to, cohesive yeah. ability to go out and win you a series right and this was five uh, theo epstein's five-year plan and it was the fifth year yeah and <laughs> i mean it's like the or whole thing with the tigers four, it was whatever i mean the tigers the, in 2013 was their year to win it right. and they didn't and it's been downhill from there i think 2013 was the last possible year for them to contend on a legitimate basis or else for, for a World Series. For how long? For five to ten years. <laughs> and it's going to be a long be a dark, stretch of dark, bad baseball. Dark, dark times. And I, I've been saying it probably since around then, back when I was in high school. Expect the Tigers to look like the Phillies. Mm, yeah. They're going to be the Phillies because they have a bunch of big contracts, and you were putting all of your eggs in that one basket. Mm-hmm. And for Philadelphia, it paid off, but for Detroit, it didn't. And you had an owner who was willing to practically go into bankruptcy to to 
earn a ring. And I mean, it's sad for Mike Illich, but he didn't, he wasn't able to do it. Right. But I mean, you go back to the Cubs. I mean, I, I, I like the Indians chances of going back to the world series, mm-hmm. um, especially cause they didn't really lose anybody hopefully, and they're adding Encarnacion. Hopefully blowing a three to one lead didn't destroy their psyche. Yeah. I think it would have destroyed Chicago had it been the other way around. Yeah. And I, I think too, that it, you look at Kansas city and they kind of did the same thing. And I, I guess that kind of takes away from my argument a little bit. Mm. I guess I'm bringing up a counter argument um, because th- that is a team in Major League Baseball that got back to the World Series and was able to do it. Mm. Um, and, and, I mean, you look at the Giants, they were able to do it. But I don't, you, you look at it's so hard to win a World Series as compared to anything else. I think the Super Bowl is the second hardest. Um, but, but it doesn't compare to what I think you have to go through in order to make a World Series. Because, I mean, baseball is a sport where if you're not, if you're sinking in the end of August when it's trade deadline season, you can have a whole, totally different team. And, I mean, quite frankly, that's probably just the way I feel about it. You can't really convince me otherwise that it's, it's harder to win a World Series or that it's harder to win a Super Bowl than it is a World Series. And that's why I put more stock in what the Chicago Cubs did than what what New England did because mm. I th- I think quite frankly it was New England's game to win. No the the Cubs were favored in a few circumstances, mm. but after going down 3 to 1, right. I mean that was well, a game I remember I watched game 5 and I was I was sitting there in my bed just kind of like waiting just to have my Cubs moment. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it was 27 innings, actually 28 because it went into the, into the 10th right. in game 7 that you had to fight tooth and nail. You had you practically had to win each inning. Yes, exactly. And there were so many points where even in Game 7, I mean, oh, that, yeah. you can't convince me otherwise that that rain delay did not benefit the Cubs. Yeah. Well, I of mean, course it did. I mean, it's a, it was a, it's a, it was, in a sense, it was the Cubs moment. They hadn't gotten a break. They, and you could be like, oh, the Cubs got a, like, the, but the Cubs hadn't had a break in one of, one of those teams that championship team a break that championship teams get in 108 years so if everybody wants to complain about it we'll be lucky it wasn't your team for 108 years that didn't win anything you know what i mean championship teams always get that one lucky break oh, and yeah. theirs happened to be a 17 minute rain delay or seven minutes or whatever the ridiculously short number of minutes it was and so you'll never convince me that it was like it was all a ploy or anything like that. It was just the a lucky break. The the clouds. Yeah. It was just a lucky break that the Cubs hadn't had in 108 years. That they, It took them 108 years to deserve a break, I guess, in a sense, because they finally got their front office right and finally got the right pieces in order. And that's what you do. Like you, if, you're, if you're good, you create your own luck. Oh, yeah. So, and, you know. and I'm also I'm, I'm not trying to take away from what the Patriots did because what they did was absolutely historic. I mean, right. it's, it's the best Super Bowl game I've ever seen in my limited viewing experience of life. Um, but I, I don't think it compares to any other game in the last 20 years. I really don't think it does um, in terms of NFL games. Um, and and it, it really did. It cemented Tom's Brady, Tom Brady's place in history i mean if if you don't believe that tom brady is the greatest quarterback of all time after watching that game then i mean maybe you're living in an alternate universe but uh the, we'll ship you out in a box and you can you can think about what you've just done you live in your alternate universe of alternate facts yes alt- <laughs> i like that um 
So anyway, uh, I, I guess I'd like to give a formal congratulations to uh, uh, fill in John LeBlanc. Um, <laughs> if you Brawler, listen closely, uh, you can hear his uh, screams of happiness. Right? He's running down Very Grand faint. River streaking right I now, think I think. Yeah, I don't think he stopped running. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, he's, I don't know. I, I, I think we pick on LeBlanc too much, but I I'll mean. Give him props. I let him have his day. A, a blind squirrel always finds a nut once right. in a while. Um, and Steven, I think that'll do it for this show. Anything right. else you want to add? No, I've got nothing for you. Uh, MSU basketball, they'll take on the University of Michigan tonight. That game is at 9 o'clock um, on ESPN. You can catch all the action with me and Connor Clark. Uh, and you can expect to see. I think Michigan State probably comes away with this game. Uh, Michigan has pretty much been reduced down to Derek Walton, and that crutch has got to give at some point. Um, he can't keep <laughs> – I mean, he's he's putting up like 20 points a game for the last six games. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's 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 been their lifeblood. Right. Without Derek Walton, there is no Michigan basketball right now. Hmm. Um, and that's it's what I expect to see similarly because Michigan State, they're starting to get the, the cylinders rolling. They, they've got the, the keys to do it now. Hmm. Um, Nick Ward kind of inching back into things. Um it seems like the the last couple of games they've had a wing player step up, whether it be Alvin Ellis, whether it be Matt McQuaid. Hmm. Um, it, Izzo said at his press conference today that he might start uh, seeing Josh Langford get more touches and more shots. Um, and I, the I like what the point guards are doing between Tum Tum and Cassius. And I mean, I, you could just go up and down the lineup, and Miles is Miles, um, one through five. It's Michigan State's game to win. And I don't, I don't really see it any other way. But uh, we can talk about that a little bit on Friday uh, for that show. Uh, Steven? I got nothing. Like All I right. Said. Well, everybody, I <laughs> hope you have a safe and wonderful week. Casey Harrison here signing off. And uh, have a good week, everybody.